Hi, I'm Brittany Mitchell. I spent more than a decade in TV news before starting my own business. Curiosity has always fueled my success. I love asking great questions and learning great lessons. Now I'm bringing that passion to this podcast because I believe everyone has something to teach us. So let's dive in. Most weeks, I sit down with someone else to learn leadership lessons from them. But this week, I'm celebrating a leadership anniversary of my own, 18 years as the head of my own business. And so I thought it was an appropriate time to reflect back on the leadership lessons I've learned from others and share them with you. 19 years ago, I did one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. No, it wasn't riding one of the roller coasters at Bush Gardens. That's pretty terrifying to me, too. I walked away from a career in television news. It was a career that I studied for, got a degree for, and devoted myself to for more than a decade. I was arguably at the top of my game, anchoring a morning and noon show and doing live reporting in addition. And I loved what I did. I was good at what I did. People noticed I was good at what I did. But I was no longer fulfilled by what I did. In her book, Called Out, ABC's Paula Ferris talks about how your work and your worth can get all mixed up, how your vocation and your calling can be all tangled up. And that's exactly what happened to me. You see, I was a reporter and an anchor because I wanted to be a journalist. And I was a journalist because I wanted to help people. But what I was finding was that the job was way more about ratings than helping people. I won't go into all the examples, but I kept feeling this little nudge like God was calling me out of my comfort zone and into the unknown. I took a job in another industry for a little over a year, and at first thought that was my dream job, and then quickly discovered it was not. Now, if any of this sounds familiar to you, maybe you can identify with it. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis. I wasn't really old enough to be at the middle of my life, but it was something I couldn't put a label on, something that didn't sit right in my spirit, that when I laid awake in bed at night caused me to question everything when it came to my vocation. And then out of nowhere, seemingly, I got an opportunity. Now, if you've ever had an opportunity, you know that sometimes they come dressed as something else. I thought this opportunity was a chance to start a business, have a little fun with a friend, and who knows, maybe make some mad money on the side. I never imagined it would be where I'd find myself all these years later, almost two decades later. And so that brings me to what I want to speak with you about today, and that is self-esteem and confidence. Every time I meet with a client, I tell them the same thing. I believe who God made us on the inside is all that really matters, but I'm convicted that women look in the mirror and only see the outside. Call it the thief of comparison. Blame it on social media. There are all kinds of directions we could take, but this is what I know. When women are focused on the outside, they don't have the opportunity to look at their God-given talents and abilities that lie on the inside. And so for almost 20 years, I've made it my mission to help women build not only their own business, but their confidence and self-esteem in the process. Someone wise once told me that when women are confident, it changes everything. And I remember nodding the first time I heard that and not really understanding it on a gut level, but I do now. 
You see, when women are confident, they change the world. They make bold moves and they inspire other people to do the same. In case you hadn't noticed, people are always watching and the ones they watch are the ones who are confident, who feel capable and solid in their own skin, who aren't afraid to step out, voice an opinion, even if it goes against the flow. And they always take chances. So here are a few things I've learned in taking a few chances of my own. Number one, you're going to learn a lot and make a lot of mistakes. You see, sometimes when we make mistakes, we assume we're on the wrong path and we retreat back to the safety of our comfort zone when really we should press on. And that's what I did in this business. The blessing of having been a television news anchor and the curse is that it isn't like some careers where you can just decide you're going back. (laughs) I am sure that if I had called my former news director and announced, I'm coming back, I would have been told there was someone younger and probably blonder in my chair. So not having the opportunity to go back forced me to continue moving forward. And it's been a blessing. The second thing I've learned is that sometimes you need to fail forward to success to inspire others to do the same. I can count many times I've felt like a failure while building my own business, but there's been far more joy than there has been disappointment. And I have learned so much about myself, about trusting others, equipping others, and giving others permission to fail forward. I think far too often we assume that failure is permanent and pervasive when in fact, it's just part of the journey. Number three, my family has seen a better version of me because I've been striving for something, setting goals and working to achieve them for almost 20 years. I watched my son as he made a goal poster in the third grade for what he wanted his life to look like on the poster get my own apartment. (laughs) He really wrote that. Pay for my own car. And of course, he put a lot of goals about family and career. Now, whether he'll achieve them all isn't the key here. The key here is that he has seen me set goals and make them and set goals and miss them and get up and dust myself off and keep right on going. And is there a greater gift that we can give our children than that? Number four. I really believe that the world is hungry for courageous leadership. So often when we talk about courageous leaders, we find ourselves looking back hundreds of years in history, and there are usually far more men than women. Well, I'm out to change that. I really believe that women need not just a great example of courageous leadership, but an example of someone they know who is a courageous leader. You see, it's easy to look in a history book or watch a story on the news about someone you don't know and think, wow, good for her. I want women to look at me and say, gosh, if she can do it, I know that I can. Where does that come from? You know, I've thought a lot about it. I was raised by a mother who was a teacher and a father who was a third generation funeral director. And I learned different things from each of them. From my mother, I learned how to be a great mom. I learned the art of holding your tongue and the art of patience, the art of pouring into others and how teaching takes many forms. From my father, I learned how to build a business, how to serve others, always put others before yourself. And yes, sometimes that means living life a little bit exhausted at times, 
in pursuit of something better, something greater, and modeling for others that that's how the world is meant to be. Gosh, I can think of so many examples as a child where my father wasn't home because he was at a city council meeting or wasn't home because he was with a family mourning the loss of a loved one. My mom would be there to tuck us in a bed and tell us dad would come and kiss us goodnight when he got home. And I'm sure she probably wished he'd been right there. But I know she wouldn't change a thing looking back at the individual lessons my brother and I learned from both her and my dad. The essence of leadership, to me, isn't about title. I believe all of us are leaders in some capacity, and I believe we have things to learn from everyone we encounter in life. Some lessons will be difficult. Some will stick with us forever. But I heard someone say once, take the lesson and throw away the experience. I didn't understand it at the time, but I do now. It means we should always be seeking lessons. And sometimes the experience is something we may want to forget, but the lesson is what carries us forward. The lesson, not the experience, is what we will pass on. And I think about that a lot. Probably like me, you have a lot of people who count on you. And sometimes people say leadership is a burden. In fact, a friend of mine once said, whoever said it isn't lonely at the top was a liar. And I know what she means. Sometimes as a leader, it does feel lonely. We're taught to reach up, not just out. Reach to someone who is where we want to be and not just someone with a listening ear. And I do think that's important. But I also think that the world is so in need of great leaders. And I believe so many people have the capacity for leadership. Some people are born with the gift of leadership, but I do believe it can be taught and acquired by those willing to pursue it. And so the best way to do that is to find someone great to follow. So if you're looking for a leader, a mentor, can I offer you a bit of advice? First, look for someone who's humble, who isn't afraid to tell you about their failures as well as their successes. Someone who's truly desiring to pour into others and build their leadership, not just their own. And look for someone who has people already following them. You know, plenty of people want to be influencers. They want followers. But leaders build followers because they are leaders, not because they're seeking followers, but because they're doing the kinds of things that would cause people to want to follow them, to be like them, not for the sake of fame or fortune, for the sake of character. I think integrative leaders are the best kind. They're humble, straightforward, honest, and they always are willing to take time for other leaders. So I'll leave you with this. If you're looking for someone whose leadership you could admire, look around. Who's around them? Who's following them? Who are those people pouring into? What are they seeking in the process? What do they care very little about? I can tell you I've never cared one iota about being famous. It's funny because when I was on television, we often did events where members of the public, the viewing audience would come up to us and ask us for our autograph, which I always thought was so laughable. Even as a little kid, I was never very impressed with autographs or famous people. I never wanted to be one of those. And every time I would meet a young boy or girl who'd want my autograph, I'd say to them, you know, this isn't worth the paper it's printed on. I'm grateful that you asked, but I want you to be the kind of person people will follow, not because of who you are, but because of who you are becoming. 
we're all in the process of becoming something, someone. And I hope that in pursuit of whatever goal you set, whatever dream you dream, you'll always remember that someone's watching, someone's waiting, and someone's really hungry for the kind of leadership that maybe only you can provide them. That's never lost on me. I've been gifted a lot of wonderful people in my life who have been willing to follow me and my leadership, and I never take it for granted for a second. And likewise, I'm always looking for great leaders who I can follow and learn from. There's an expression I love, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I pray that, like me, you're always looking for your next teacher, a leader you can follow, and dreaming and working toward the leader you alone can become. Thank you.